Hi, thanks for joining us online. We're glad that you've chosen to access this message. It's so encouraging to know that God is using the ministry of Portico Community Church to touch the hearts and lives of people all across the world. If you have a story to share or a prayer request, we would love to hear from you at info at porticocanada.ca. To support our ministry, you can donate online by clicking on the donate button at the top right of your screen. Once again, we're so glad that you've joined us. It's our prayer that this message from God's Word will deeply impact your life. To open your Bibles, we're going to be looking at uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 58 today. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. In here, in, in this verse, we see Paul writing to the church of Corinth. And he's encouraging them and, and revealing to them the, the essential building blocks for, for leaving a legacy of faith. And it's something that we today can celebrate as a, a campus and as a church. This is what he says in 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. He says, so my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Another translation says, My dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Finally, another translation says, Stand firm. And don't be shaken. Always keep busy working for the Lord. You know that everything you do for him is worthwhile. Looking at the last 50 years and looking to elevate the next generation for another 50 years, leaving a legacy of faith requires certain things that we've done and that we need to continue to do if we want to be a generation, be a church that properly elevates those after us, that elevates the kingdom. And the first thing that it requires us to be is strong and stand firm. We need to be strong and stand firm. We need that tenacious courage that comes from confidence in the message of Christ. When I was a kid in in elementary school, we would play a game called Red Rover. Anyone remember Red Rover? Yeah, anyone ever get hurt by Red Rover? Yes, okay. Yeah, uh, Red Rover, basically, it's where these, these two teams would line up opposite of each other, and each team would hold the hand of the, the teammate beside them, making this very long chain. And then suddenly, one team would say, Red Rover, Red Rover, we call, and then you would name someone to come over, and they would have to run over, and they would try and break the line. And what you would always do naturally just to make your line bigger is, is you would call like the, you know, the small kids, the one that you're like, oh, okay, he's probably like, you know, 45 pounds. I got this, right? I can, hold, I can hold tightly on this one. And they would try and you wouldn't break you and they would join your line. But then there was always that one kid in school. Maybe you know it. I remember in grade five, his name was Brian. And in grade five, he, he was shaving, he had facial, in grade five, right? I remember like him showing up like with a five o'clock shadow and being like, Brian, what's on your face? Like, are you okay? Right? I had no clue. I was in grade five. 
right? He, he would be sweating, right? He'd, after gym class, he'd be putting deodorant on, and I'm like, what's that, right? Why are you putting that on you, right? Brian was that big guy. He was that intimidating factor, and so we would play this game, Red Rover. Brian would always be the last one called, He was the biggest guy. He was the most intimidating. And he would run at us, and and literally, he would start to run, and you would start to freak out, right? You're like, not me, not me, not me, not me, not me, right? And the moment he comes near you, your hands start getting, you know, clammy, knees, arms, spaghetti, right? Uh, You're just like panicking, right? Hoping that he doesn't come. And the moment that he chooses to come at you, you quickly just move your hand and you, you flinch to get out of the way. When it comes to leaving a legacy of faith, things in life come in our path all the time. And it will try to divide us and take us away from what we believe. I'll tell you this. I know I can be strong and stand firm when I don't face opposition. But I have moments that when something is running at me, when something is opposing me, I can have moments where like this game, I can flinch in my faith. I, I can take a stutter step and, and get worried. I can, I can stop holding firmly. I can stop holding tightly to what I believe out of, out of fear rather than having faith. This can happen all the time. These things in life, these fears, these, the, this opposition that we face, it can steal our joy, it can steal our hope, it can try and divide us as a church, right? When we go through things, we can, oh, you know what, I just don't know if I want to go to church today. I just, I feel off, I feel blah, I just, you know, I've just done this and I just don't feel good enough to go today. I don't feel like I belong. And these are the things that start rolling in our hearts and our minds as a result, But the Bible says we need to stand strong, to stand firm. 1 Corinthians 16 tells us actually to be on guard. Be on guard. Stand firm in the faith and be courageous. Be strong. When you said yes to Jesus, when you accepted Jesus in your life, it came with a cost. It came with a reality that you would face opposition but that whatever you faced, whatever opposition you would encounter, you would always find victory if you hold firmly, if you hold tight. That's why Hebrews 10.23 reminds us, hold tightly without wavering to the hope that we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promises. So when we face, when we, when we encounter things, it's so important that we hold tightly even though we might want to flitch, we might want to step back, we might want to uh, take a moment and maybe ease up a little bit. We need to stand our ground. We need to remember the message of Christ that he's given us. I'll tell you, when I, when I think of, of Portico coming up on 50 years as a church, it's, it's not because of one person that we've overcome but because of countless numbers of people invested into holding tightly to the hope we have in Christ. Like, I hope you understand that. That you here today is so important to the body of Christ. 
you play such an important part because there's going to be moments where people beside you want to flinch. They might want to let go or ease up a little bit, and that's where you come in and you hold even tighter for them. What I love about our church is we're a church that's constantly been growing. And it's because people are holding tightly to what? To Christ. Holding tightly to each other, building each other up, helping each other stand firm and keeping our eyes focused on Christ in everything that we do. We're looking to him. It is a product of holding tightly to the hope we have. It's a product of each one of us stepping up and doing our part. And it's a testament of God's faithfulness through every season that we're here today. That we get to celebrate 50 years. Leaving a legacy of faith required us to stand firm for the last 50 years and requires us to be strong and stand firm for the next 50 years, for the next generation too. Because the truth is, is if you and I today stop holding tightly to the hope that we have in Christ, we can't expect the next generation to do differently from us. Like that's the reality. How you live, how you respond matters. It impacts the next generation. Will they hold on as tightly if you hold loosely? I don't know. And that's why it's so important that we stand firm, that we hold tightly. Secondly, if you're taking notes, leaving a legacy of faith requires, requires that we don't be shaken. We don't be shaken. Be immovable. We need to be immovable. When I was in, in college, I, I used to do landscaping uh, just to get some money to pay off those ridiculously high prices in college fees. Anyone know what I'm talking about? Yes, students here today, you're like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to do this, right? I can only butter up my parents so much, right? Well, I remember doing landscaping every summer, and, and I, I, I remember... Uh, when there would be these giant storms that would happen in, in St. Catharines where I was working, we'd often get these phone calls uh, from people in the, in the community that would call us to help clean up the debris that had fallen from their yards. It would be bushes, leaves, it would be, it would be just garbage, really, you know, sticks, everything like that, dead trees we would, we would constantly have to, to clean up. But one thing that we would never clean up when we were doing landscaping and helping after these storms, we would never be uh, cleaning up healthy trees, ever. And the reason for this is because of their roots. They were deeply rooted. They had strong roots. And when you look at tree roots, they serve two functions. They gather nutrition uh, from the soil and they support the weight of the top growth of the tree. And I believe that we are where we are as a church today because like tree roots, people before us have left and continue to leave a legacy of faith that, uh, that uh, uh, when a storm comes, we're not shaken because there is a foundation of faith that has been grounded in Christ for the last 50 years. If you want to know 
how to elevate the next generation, if you want to help prevent your kids from being shaken, your, your neighbor's kids, if you want to influence people around you from being shaken, pass on the message of Christ. Leave a legacy of faith. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, he says, for what I received, I pass on to you as first importance. One, that Christ died for our sins, according to Scripture. That he was buried and that he raised on the third day, according to Scripture. Why is Paul passing along this message? It's because there's a lot of things in the world that will shake us up. You know that. I know that. Lots of things in life shake us up. They make us want to step back. They make us want to uproot and and get out of the way. And we need to to continue to give this truth and support our our kids and future generations' growth. Like a a tree, the branches may go in a different direction than you expected. I know my grandpa, he grew up and it was suit and tie, right, coming to church. He didn't see ripped jeans coming in church. But you know what? He also didn't care when it came because he saw that the fundamental truths were there. Right? What's funny is he was like, hey, I can patch that up if you want. You know, I learned. He doesn't know that it was a fashion statement. Right? But he saw that the fundamental truths were there. That's what mattered most. You know, when it comes to this, it it reminds me that the roots don't dictate where the branches will go. They only affect whether or not the branches will grow. You and I, what we're doing today We're setting roots down. For the last 50 years, we've been setting roots down, providing nutrition and and support so that growth can happen in our church, so that growth can happen in future generations. We don't know what church is going to look like in 50 years, but we do know that what we do today matters so much that it actually influences the growth that will happen in our students. We need to keep those fundamental truths and faith to prevent them from being shaken. Thirdly, leaving a legacy of faith requires that you give yourselves fully and work enthusiastically. You need to be invested. You need to be invested. You can't be fully invested and yet partially involved in the work of the church right? You can't say that you're fully invested in Christ and yet partially involved in what the church does in and outside of this building. James 1.22 says, you're just fooling yourselves if you think that way, right? If we can just show up and, you know, I get fed today and then I go home and I just do my thing, right? A lot of the times we have that mentality, right? I'll just come to church, I do my thing, I get fed, and then I go home and I just do whatever, right? If you think about it, that doesn't make sense, right? When you f- get fed, what do you do with that f- food, right? It, that food helps you do things, 
right? It gives you energy to do something about it, right? To, to work, to, to work hard, to invest in family. That's what nutrition does to you. And so when you come to church and you're being fed here, right? When you're getting the word of God, when you're getting the community all together and being encouraged by the community, what that does is feed you so that you can invest in others, so that you can minister outside the walls of this church, that you can invest in your neighborhood and your, your community around you. It's so important. You're just fooling yourselves if you think that way, that you can just believe but have nothing to show for it. You have to give yourselves fully to God's work. That's the most important thing because it leaves a legacy that goes into eternity. That's the reality. I don't know about you, but uh, uh, right now, my house has been uh, destroyed by dandelions. Like, I, I think there is literally attack on my house. And uh, the worst part is my neighbor has the best grass um, in the entire neighborhood. And so, and so if any of you know any secrets to killing dandelions, let me know. But... My house has been destroyed by dandelions. And, and I can cut the grass, I can trim the edges, I can make the garden all nice. But if I don't take the time to get rid of those weeds, the yard is, still looks bad. And yes, it still looks bad, right? I'm sorry, I'm on like three hours of sleep. The truth is, is leaving a legacy means that we're all in. We're all in. We go all out. At Portico, we have five campuses and five different locations where we gather together on a Sunday. And in order for us to do that, we need people that are fully involved, fully engaged, fully committed to the work of Christ, fully committed to one another. That's why we've seen such growth. We started out with one church and then we grew another. We started out, for those of you who don't know the history, we started out in our Streetsville campus, right, or, or actually before that, but from our Streetsville campus, we also produced another church. It's known as Heartland today, right? And then suddenly we, we grew and, and we were producing more people were getting involved, working enthusiastically, doing their part, and as a result, we planted the best campus ever, right, in, in Milton, absolutely, Absolutely, it's something for us to be proud of. But then it didn't stop there because we constantly saw growth. So we planted Brampton, we planted online, we planted a, a Spanish campus. These things are happening because people are working hard and working enthusiastically. You play an important part in the growth of our church. When I look around and I see the people that are involved in our church, it blows my mind to see your capacity go through the roof as a result of you serving faithfully in our church. I love what Paul says. He says, whatever you do, work with all your heart as working for the Lord. Work with all your heart. Work with all your heart. I tell you, one of the biggest things that I love about my church is our mission statement, helping people find their way back to God. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Helping people find their way back to God. And we can't do that unless we're all in. So I encourage you today, if you're not serving in yet, 
get involved, serve in, find a way to help. Complacency kills. It really does. Finally, we need to understand, and uh, the band can come up, the cajon can come up, <laughs> and acoustics. Wasn't the worship great today? Yeah. Here's what we need to understand as we get ready to celebrate our 50th anniversary. From what we've seen so far in 50 years is that everything you do for God is worthwhile. Nothing is in vain. We need to trust that whatever is invested into the kingdom today will bear the fruit of tomorrow. Because the reality is, is there's a lot of things to give up on. A lot of things that we might find useless today. Things that maybe you're wrestling with right now. But Christ's church can't be one of them. It wasn't in vain for Jesus when he died on the cross. And it's not for us today. There's no regrets. What you do matters today and for the next generation tomorrow. So let me ask you today, when you look back on your life, what do you want to see with a legacy of faith? I hope that we can look back just like those before us and see a legacy of faith that has elevated the next generation. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for what you've been doing in our lives. Father, as we've been growing, as we've been learning, as we've been living out your teaching, Father, I pray for an increase in our church family. I pray, Father, that uh, you would continue to have your will and your way evident in our lives, Father, that as we faithfully serve, as we faithfully work enthusiastically for you, God, that we would see just incredible growth and, and that we would help the next generation for the next 50 years, 50 plus years, thrive in all they do because of what we do today. But God, we need you to be at the center. You need to be at the center of it all. And so God, we put our trust in you. We look to you today in everything that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for watching today. Be sure to check out our other messages on this page, and you can also watch us live online every Sunday morning at 1010 a.m. Don't forget, share your story or send us a prayer request by emailing info at porticocanada.ca. You can also stay connected by liking our Facebook page or following us on Twitter at PorticoCC.